Well, the, the problem with that is you're wrong. Hello, and welcome to the Orville Roddenberry's podcast, where we talk about the latest news and reviews, give our opinions, and make predictions. I'm Quinn. I'm Dan. I'm Connor. I'm Evan. And on this episode, we're talking about the Star Trek Picard's third episode, The End is the Beginning. What do we think it's the end of? The bad episodes? <laughs> I hope, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we're seeing the beginning of his journey for sure. End of maybe old Trek? Old of end of Starfleet career? That died with Discovery, dude. Whoa, dude. Discovery's still alive. Oh, no, no. I get you saying. No, because it was 11 years before Kirk and Spock. And this was 14 years and before. And also in the Prime Universe. Yes. Okay. All right. So there's the original show universe. And then there's the original movie universe. Is the movie's universe different from the show? I say that because Picard acted drastically different in the movies than he did the television show. Very soft fan canon that they're different. So they're basically the same. And then there's the J.J. Abrams Kelvin universe. That's just three movies. Because there's going to be four, but the fourth one's never fucking coming out. And then there's the J.J. Kelvin show universe. This is what I'm saying. I say Discovery is on the Kelvin show universe. Well, wrong. The, the problem uh, with that is you're wrong. Yeah. It, it, it isn't. I say I'm right. Well, it is. Th- okay. There, there are... Uh, it's yeah, but there's hard. facts. That's yeah, the problem. Yeah, there are facts. The fact is Pike is different. Spock is different. The Enterprise is different. It looks different. So how does Pike die in the JJ universe? He doesn't. What? 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 He's not dead. No. They don't show him dead. How is yes, he? they do. He, they they show, show him in a wheelchair. They show him in a wheelchair. They show him dead, do they? Yeah. He dies in uh, the second movie. Khan kills him. Ah. Uh, kills the father figure. Yeah. When, when they're, they're having a meeting... At like a uh, little headquarters thing. Oh, like, that, that's Pike. Yeah, the yeah. guy in the wheelchair who talks Kirk. Into yeah, and Spock like mind melts with him as he's dying. Pike was the guy who found Kirk at the bar and went. Yeah, to jo- yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah, and in fact, so there's three Pikes then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he found. Uh, by the way, that's movie Pike. Show Pike is different. Yeah, Kelvin Show Pike is different. Kelvin. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> But, Stop. but in in the JJ universe, like it, so, it's actually interesting when you go and look at it because they definitely placed Discovery kind of almost right to like leave it open to be in either one when you look at the years that it was because even though the you know and the timeline change, the Narada went back to twenty two thirty three. That's when it destroyed the Kelvin. And that's the start of the split in the two universes. But then the Narada kind of went away for like 25 years. Wasn't for the, some reason. The start of the split when uh, Spock used the red matter? Well, okay. No, no. It was it was when the uh, the Narada and Spock went back in time. Which Spock used, when he used the, red, the red matter, right? That's when he used the red matter, right? Yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, he used the red matter. You've got the you've got the original timeline mm-hmm. that goes all the way Leonard through Leonard Nimoy Spock. Leonard Nimoy Spock goes all the way through to him using the red matter to try to stop the uh, the, the the supernova, mm-hmm. and it creates a black hole. It cre- inadvertently black creates hole sun. yeah, and. He and the Narada get thrown Wash back. Wash away into, the Romulans. <laughs> he and the Narada get thrown back in time, and it's them going back in time creates a difference in the two universes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So now there's two Spocks. There's Leonard Nimoy, and then there's the Spock from Heroes. Zachary yeah, Quinto. Right. Zachary Quinto. Mm-hmm. And on Star Trek Discovery, there's a third Spock. Uh-oh. The three Spock. Okay, it, Eat I mean, my ass, Dan. It's a third... <laughs> It's a third actor playing Spock. <laughs> a third actor playing Pike also. Also in the Actually, JJ... it's a fourth actor playing Pike. All right, okay, if we're going to go down your route. So there is the Pike from the cage. And then there's the Pike from the menagerie. Oh. Because the actor who plays the Pike in the wheelchair thing with the one light is not Jeffrey Hunter who played him in the cage. So are you saying that those are multiple Pikes there? Is the Pike in Star Trek Discovery where... Who's the that, that Pike, the actor from uh, I'm not touching Hell this. on Wheels? This is... Um, I, 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 oh, Zachary Quinto. I can't think of... <laughs> <laughs> so um, that Pike from Discovery has a flash forward to himself in the wheelchair. Is that the same actor? In that case... In that episode it was. In yeah. that episode it okay, was. Okay, good. Point proven. Like, what, 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 what did that prove? <laughs> Even uh, Ans- <laughs> Anson Mount. But the, that, ah. what, that, what, the, that, no. Okay, so even if you want <laughs> to say he, that Discovery and uh, Picard are in their own separate universe, no, um, the Picard thing, Discovery are in the same universe, which well, is separate from yeah. the JJ cinematic universe. Yeah, but that but, universe like, also contains Maddox and lots of references to Next Generation. It isn't the... That took place. At the very least, it isn't the Kelvin universe because there's a bunch of explicit differences in that timeline that aren't referenced in Discovery or Picard. Yeah, yeah. You know, I had... We, we, the, we, the, just so like everybody you can make an argument that they're a third universe, but not Kelvin. Just so everybody listening can appreciate this, this argument started earlier today <laughs> in, in the middle of the day on our chat messenger Middle thing. of a work day. Middle of the work day, which is... <laughs> Is I had I had a choice for between you, three me. things that I could be doing my work that I really should be doing some other work like stuff that I kind of need to do or I could spend the afternoon researching this and well this is a result of my afternoon um, so no it just doesn't line up whatsoever yes, because in the no in the Kelvin universe the construction of the Enterprise was delayed by ten years. Uh, after the incident with the uh, destruction of the Kelvin. So they were just building the Enterprise in 2255 in the Kelvinverse. But in the Discovery Universe, Spock was already on the Enterprise in 2255, uh, serving under Captain Pike. They've even made reference to April, Robert April, you know, the first captain of the Enterprise prior to Pike, even before that. When's he getting a show? That's a different Enterprise. Yeah, every Enterprise is different. No. Uh, <sighs> yes, every Enterprise is different, but this was the same Enterprise. April, Pike, Kirk were on the same Enterprise. And technically Spock was a captain of it later. But anyway, that's... Uh, but uh, I've got a really big question for you guys. Yes. Um, we're looking at what's different canons, what's Uniforms. in the same continuity, right? Tell me where your opinions are with the third episode of Picard. The end of the be- is the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is a Picard? Star Trek Picard, third episode. Um, it's the latest episode of the latest Star Trek show right now. It's huge. Is my mic not working? I think so. I think it's working. Oh, I hear it. Sound weird. My volume's low. Yeah. No. Anyway, I, I like how the episode started with a fourteen-year flashback to uh, Captain Picard. Uh, was he captain or Admiral, Admiral. Admiral. Admiral Picard? Yeah. Patrick Stewart did not look 14 years younger than <laughs> <the> flashback. <laughs> Neither did uh, 
what's her name? Rafi yeah. Mutsuko. Rafi. Um, I liked, I saw the uniforms. I'm like, oh, I like it. Not so much that I like the design of the uniform, but I liked that Patrick Stewart was in a red uniform. In a uniform. Yeah. It's like, I haven't seen anyone in a red uniform in fucking years, dude. In, in a, I haven't <laughs> seen right. anyone in a red uniform in an official Star Trek show or movie for years Wait. at least voyager <laughs> voyager is the last time i saw it were there no red uniforms on discovery or the short treks there had to been on it, in, in the short treks yeah they did yeah uh, uh number one well, yeah, that's a lie and background characters in season two on the oh, i don't know Enterprise. i think so yes that's a lie she's in gold pike wears a gold uniform in season two of discovery right near the end of it yeah, but that's not red. No, the whole it's season, I thought. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the very beginning of the season, and then, yeah. Yeah, the beginning. End. End. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. The but, uniforms, they never shown them before in other Star Trek, so I was like, oh, new fashion. I didn't like it at first, but as I was watching the conversation, I'm like, hey, that's a nice silhouette. It's I nice saw silhouette. it, and I visibly exclaimed, what the fuck is this shit? This is just Bumblebee from Transformers, and it's just it's just stripy then, neon colors. To stuff. be fair, you say that to everything. And then Dan, true. It's don't handle absolutely. transitions very yeah, well. It, this this was the uh, the uh, the final closure on that argument when you commented on how they look like uh, Bumblebee. Transformers Bumblebee, which makes Prime in his red, or it makes Picard in his red be Optimus Prime. Therefore, it's in the Prime Universe. The Optimus Case Prime closed. Universe. He has it's the Optimus Prime Universe. It's better I than have this spoken. Is the way. This is the way. <laughs> yeah, this is the way. This is the way. This is During the, the intro, I counted <laughs> 19 producer tags. Either executive producer, co-executive producer, like supervisor, producer kind of thing. 19 people. How fun. Uh, over 18. So do you think, I think that's what we had the first count also. The last episode, do you think it's going to have the same number of different... Oh, they're all shot, right? I think we so said it's gonna 17 be the same. on the first time we counted. Season two, I can't wait to see if the number goes we up count, or down. We counted co-executive uh, producers as different. Mm-hmm. But I just If there's producer at all in the name, there's 19. That's what I did last time, yeah. We're, yeah, we all have different numbers, but this time we're getting better for, at it. That must account for the high production value. <laughs> Speaking of producers <laughs> being shown, I the intro is not growing on me. It's, it's pretty I don't boring. Like it. It's eh. I don't like it, and I will, never will. It's the official Orville Roddenberry's opinion that they need to have a different intro for season two. I think this is the fan Star Trek and not designed to get new fans like Discovery was. Oh, yeah. That's totally the because case. Because I, I noticed they haven't explained anything about who the Borg are, what they do. Oh, oh speaking yeah. of Borg, and point. I know this is going off of a you know side uh, tangent thing, but like... In a bunch of the Borg scenes, they just show random blocks in the background going to different areas on the wall like it's a fucking Harry Potter library and the books are <laughs> magically going to different areas by themselves. And I'm not sure I like that. It's new. I think it's kind of cool, but it's also like the mouse droids in Star Wars. It's just ambience. I don't know what they actually are doing. It doesn't It doesn't look like technological. Um, it looks like magical. <laughs> I'd like to withdraw the last thing I said and switch it out with ambiance. Yeah. Mm. I go. I talking, like to say ambient instead. <laughs> ambience, ambience. When you take too many ambience. Ambience. <laughs> it's, it's wherever you're on high on ambient and you slur ambience. <laughs> going back to he like he, he laughed into his coffee mug into his uh, tea mug. I mean, going back to uh, Star Trek Picard's intro. I wanted to change halfway through season one, like all the good animes. Mm-hmm. Well, you know. <laughs> well, well yeah. I mean, the best animes never change the intro at all. I liked. I like that... Uh, like an okay uh, Zoomer anime. 
Cowboy Bebop. When Discovery first started, I wasn't a big fan of their intro at first, but it kind of grew on me. And then I really actually liked it, how they started changing it up a little bit uh, throughout the season. Yeah. I I thought that was... The changing it up throughout the season helped it. Reading on the subreddit uh, on the intro of season two, Discovery... There was some word, uh, numbers written underneath the captain's chair. Yeah. And that was the uh, star date that Spock was counting backwards oh. over and over. So ah. there's some, like the show is... but the, And they had wor- the time crystals in it. Yeah. The thing I absolutely hate about both intros is that it says uh, producer Kurtzman. I hate that. That's the worst fucking part. My favorite Star Trek opening sequence was Voyager's. Yeah. Voyager was good. A great trumpet. Yeah, Voyager. The visuals, the the climbing, the drama, the kind of alien sound moments. It was really good. I like um, when music- everyone posted memes. They always said that Enterprise is their favorite one. So what's up with the sudden Damn, change of opinion, huh? I thought you guys' favorites was of the uh, traditional Star Enterprise. Trek intros. Tradition. Of the traditional Star Trek intros, Voyager is the best. Of the new Trek intros, Enterprise is the best. My favorite music, <laughs> okay. my, my my favorite music was from Deep Space Nine, but overall for the intro, I liked Voyager. That's the official Star Trek. I mean, Star Trek Roddenberry. That's, that's it. The official, the, Star, the Trek. official Star Trek Roddenberry's <laughs> opinion. Brought to you by Lucasfilm. <laughs> Speaking of Kathleen Before Kennedy, she says the new yeah, who's sixty six, the new. Uh, Indiana Jones movie will not be a uh, what's it called? Really? Not rebuild. Remake, a good movie. A rebuild will not be a rebuild. Oh. Reboot. 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 Yeah. Hey, rebuild. Hey, <laughs> Evangelion. That's cool. coming out. It's not going to be a reboot. I mean, the it's last movie wasn't place, a reboot, and it was bad. So it's, yeah, it's going to take place after the Crystal Skull. Okay. Shia LaBeouf confirmed. Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. It, no, is he confirmed? I don't know. No. Is he going to no, boof it up gonna on screen? It's still very pre. He's boofing it, right? I don't. He's going to boof it up. <laughs> I miss him in Transformers, and I've only ever seen one Transformer movie. I mean, his, his I name don't... actually translates to Shia the Boof. Oh. What's a boof? You don't know what a boof is. <laughs> you don't know what a boof is? You don't know, the you don't know what a boof is? Oh, no. It was oh, a character no. in the movie Real Genius. Okay. Which I always thought was funny because they called her boof the whole time. <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> so how come that? Ch- okay, Star Trek is. Wait, a- hold on. <laughs> Transformers: The Last Night. If that was the title, was okay. I watched it; it was enjoyable. It didn't have Shia LaBeouf in it, but it was it was a it was a fun movie. I saw Bumblebee; it was really good. I saw it on a plane. Okay, I'm gonna say this about Bumblebee: it was entertaining, it was passable, but it was quite literally a worse remake of the Iron Giant. Is Ooh. Bumblebee? To Transformers, what Minions is to Despicable Me. Yeah, Minions, I they're making so. another Minions movie called Minions The Rise of Gru. So. <laughs> no, 100% that's happening. I saw that trailer yeah. on the Super Bowl. Oh, I, I, I just saw the poster. You probably won't hear the review of that movie on this podcast. Now we will. We're going but, opening night. Okay, yeah. we're, we're talking about <laughs> we're Bumblebee. We're going Tuesday at 2 p.m. We're going to, to live stream from the theater. <laughs> Slight Bumblebee spoilers. Um, I'm just going to oh, no. say this right now. Oh, no. Oh, no. Now no. that we we're talking about Bumblebee, oh, no. I hate the fact that they brought <laughs> up the fact that the main character has had diving trophies or something, diving medals at the beginning of the movie, and that it became a plot point later on. That oh. was fucking dumb. They did not need to make diving medals a fucking plot point. That's all I have to say. 
Wasn't there a plot point in Doctor Who where like a no. doctor gets his hand cut off and that's a big point yes. plot later on? Yes, the if Force you'd awakens. like to talk about that for the next uh, 45 minutes. So he I'm got his hand to... cut off in a Christmas special, I believe. And so then, Star Trek and then is post- they <laughs> later use that as a plot point that you would only get if you watched a fucking Christmas special. Uh, and a few other series. Yeah. So Star Trek takes place in a post-scarcity world, meaning that uh, every need is met. Didn't Picard have a third episode? Are we yeah, talking we're about talking, that? Yeah, we're talking yeah. about okay, that. Okay, sorry. Yeah. It definitely t- this, it's this the yes roundabout to way to get to it. Okay, okay. Yes <laughs> roundabout. <That was> nice. <laughs> okay, so post-scarcity means that it, we have unlimited energy. We have a, a replicate. Well, this isn't what post-scarcity means. We have replicators to be able to create food from energy and like protein packs and like other through other components. We're able to create food. We're able Nobody to create, needs nothing. Able, yeah, nobody needs anything. All of their needs are met with food, water that you can replicate, items you can replicate. You can create a trombone out of thin air that Riker did. And this woman lives in a trailer home in Vasquez Park. A trailer Vasquez home Rocks. next to like... It's a trailer park now. It's Vasquez Park. Next to like a fucking landmark, a geographic yeah. treasure by that, herself. That was strange. She's There's like, no tourists. And she was talking to Picard about your is like yeah your nice furniture a big house and she you're his estate i think or mansion or something yeah. like that she's like oh you have a big house but i, I i'm not going to show you around the my chateau yeah yeah, yeah. and, and she, like she said the words i'm not going to show you around my hovel or something like hovel, that yeah like she was ashamed of her house which is weird as if there's like different financial like statuses mm-hmm. and they vape in star trek now they vape in star well was it, it actually it wasn't vaping? vaping she pulled the flower off of the thing that she was watering it, yeah. and then put that into her vape and then put well, it into what wasn't it just vape. was it a vape it was she was totally vaping burning yeah. it? it looked like no. she was just vaping honeysuckle what she called it pipe. snake leaf she snake vaped leaf. and said pro tip okay hard so <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh wow wow that's an old reference yeah so Pro while tip. Picard was on the Joe Rogan experience say well, talking about <laughs> Romulans, just uh, before before we get does away Joe, from... Does Joe Rogan officially endorse Jean-Luc Picard as captain? <laughs> <laughs> well, after this Sanders episode, joke. I'm sure he does. Yeah. So uh, it, 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 talking about her trailer, mm-hmm. apparently like, if you look close enough on the side, it actually says Valtese Home Trailers on it. It's got the brand name. Uh, and that's actually a reference to, uh, it was in season five, uh, episode, uh, the perfect mate of next generation, uh, where, uh, Picard helped mediate a peace between vault minor and another planet Krios on there. So, uh, apparently this trailer that she has was actually made on some other planet and shipped to earth oh. <laughs> and put in the Vasquez rock sparks so that, you know, it's a perfect place for, uh, how fired did you get this knowledge? Officer. What season was that? Uh, it was in season five, The Perfect Mate. Did Gene stack, stamp off on this? Uh, yeah, would have been. Gene's wife? Gene <laughs> Majel. So, Fuck. regardless of all that, there's multiple references to money and economic status in this episode, and it's really concerning. Yeah, we're like, oh, the f- yeah, Star Trek is... There's like, no I know money. Star Trek has always been fast and loose to whether there's, like, you know, currency and trading in general. Free cloud. Like, was Ex- what? The what's-her-name was looking at the computer, looking up information yeah. on Maddox, and it said it showed, had a pop-up, like a uh, ad where it said free cloud and, and had some dice, dice yeah. fall mm-hmm. on the So table. they're going to Cantobite. <laughs> yeah. 
and there's Ferengi behind the scenes. So, like, is there gambling? There's on Deep Space Earth? Nine. There's Dabo. Yeah, on, that's yeah, yeah. Deep Space Nine is a Cardassian space station. It's reclaimed by the Bajorans. It's run by the Federation. Whew. Dabo. Dabo. Dude. So, apparently, hiring a pilot is expensive. A quote, expensive. Yeah. I don't, just, I don't what know are how they paying them with. I don't know how much uh, you're paying the pilot. No, sorry. I don't know how much the pilot is charging. But I'm willing to pay my weight, like earn my stay there. She said. And then the cap, the pilot said, "I'm expensive." Maybe he meant favors, sexual favors. No, well, no. Is that the currency of the 25th oh my century? <laughs> Maybe it's just I'm all about terms, it. but They're, like it's been hundreds of years, and after like a global nuclear war, so like you think that people would be like they wouldn't be casually referencing money. Do you remember early next gen when all the civilians walked around in shiny togas? Yeah, yeah, so nice. I remember Next Generation, they beamed into a planet and they're like, they had fancy silks, like they were at a bazaar kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's an encounter at Farpoint, the first episode. Uh, it's Dr. Crusher who's looking over the silks, but go on. I don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just got showed up. No, yeah, yeah. What, what was she saying about them? Yeah, no. For people who didn't see Encounter at Farpoint, point, parts one and two. Let's ask Dan, since he knows everything. <laughs> For everyone who hasn't seen Encounter at Farpoint, no, I actually, actually, I don't remember what she was saying about trying to purchase them or not, which I assume is where you were going with this. Someone who has seen Encounter at Farpoint Part One and Two, please email us and tell us what Crusher said at the Orville Roddenberry's Podcast at gmail dot com. What a mouthful! (laughs) Good luck on spelling it. (laughs) (laughs) I have to look it up every time. So, guys, I think my theory about the motivation behind the attack on Mars is holding my one of one or two of my three are holding up because there was a lot of there <laughs> statistically was, speaking, there was a lot of dialogue in the beginning of the episode. They're like, why would the Romulans attack a fleet that was going to rescue them? Yeah, I'm like, guys, we know why. Well, that could be the double red herring. Ooh, they explicitly state a popular theory. To- yeah, yeah, exactly. I think I, what's really happening is. Um, not the Talshiar, who's what's the other organization called? Section 32. The Vok. Bo- <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Baba Yaga. Behind yeah, the scenes, the, they the, hate the, the Baba Yaga. Yeah, the secret, secret, secret police yeah. of Romulus are super anti-android well at the same time they've established that they're not necessarily they're not necessarily doing it for evil reasons in this episode because they made uh, references to dodge's sister being the destroyer so maybe they think they're doing it for a noble cause tm there's a theory that is being batted about out there that i just absolutely hate Oh, it's gonna be that's gonna be it. That's gonna be the hundred percent correct. Yeah, theory. it's gonna be the one. What is so it, Dan? Tell us. Yeah, it's that the that the the Borg were created by the Romulans. You know what? That's not way out uh, there because of that mythology they're talking about of like what they say some network. Yeah, intercon- it made it sound like uh, Romulan mythology was referencing a Borg collective. Yeah, and this is why they hate, the, and this is why they they hate, and they're just. Uh, she said it was like just beyond hatred. It was that they're, uh, she didn't say in just fear, loathing. but loathing of, Self. Y- yeah, of the, uh, of synthetic species. It's <sighs> because they created them. It got out of control. The Borg went off and did their thing. And I, I don't like it. This plotline has never been done before. Yeah. I hope control does not come up in Picard. 
even disregarded control, that makes too much sense. And I also don't like it because like the timeline works out perfectly because the Romulans have been advanced for a very long time. And then they have this city episode where the cities were abducted and it was never really explained. And Romulans really love Borg technology. Yeah. So, and like, I think they straight up said that the Romulans were like more understanding of the Borg. Like Hugh said that, right? So I was playing. I said the opposite, didn't he? No, I, I thought think the Romans treated them poorly. Oh wait, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. So I, I, I read that wrong. I was playing a recent mission on Star Trek Online where mm-hmm. you're chilling with Abraham Lincoln, yeah, and Michael Burnham comes in, and they're chatting. Uh, uh, yeah, there's like a big rock monster who like wants to challenge humanity, like through have a ser- series of uh, challenges. Where it's like you shoot them up, and then the, at the very end of it, you choose between road A or road B. And one of them took place on uh, Romulus. And Michael Burnham was on your team. And like as soon as you walk in, you see a bunch of dead Romulans. And you're like, hey, they're dead Romulans. And she goes, Romulans? I've never... It's like, what? Like she hasn't experienced or hadn't... Not experienced hasn't had first contact with Romulans yet. No one's like the Federation hasn't made contact with any Romulans or at least seen their face or like they've never seen them. They've actually, they've fought a war with them, but uh, they actually never saw them face to face. That was an enterprise dude. Yeah. It was a long time ago. (laughs) And she saw the Romulans and she went, they look like Vulcans. And then my, my my main character is Vulcan, and I, I I look at her and I go like it was an option like we'll, we'll talk we'll cover this later <laughs> like we need to go. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yeah. She's like, uh, yeah, I don't I don't need uh, too much information about the future. Um, coming from Michael Burnham, huh? Yeah, and then at the end of the series of missions, she's like, okay. I'm actually a clone of Michael Burnham. The real Michael Burnham is out there <laughs> because it starts with. The last thing I remember is being in a battle with the Enterprise and entering, uh, not a wormhole. All like, three Star Trek Online players are going to be fucking pissed <laughs> that you spoiled it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking mad. And they're all going to be German because Star Trek Online is huge with Germans. And there's more than two. There's like 80. <laughs> they're all in our fleet. I have no Of course, idea. you'd okay. say that, Mr. Lifetime Subscription. You wish there was 80 listen, players. Listen, it was, it was new. It was highly promising. It was Star Trek, and it wasn't free to play back then. So, okay. So getting back to weird wow. theories that are out there. Can you there. imagine it having yes, to I have, pay to play that game? So I have another one. Wait, a month. Can Fifteen you imagine you bought a lifetime subscription and then it goes free to play? <laughs> lifetime subscription cost at least two ninety nine ninety nine. I don't. But that was back in. So in, with inflation, it was like six million. Yeah, that was pre scarcity. <laughs> it was pre scarcity. Pre World War Three. <laughs> it costs more than the burial of Alexander the Great. Okay. So there's another thing that I, I have seen people talking about, and this one's kind of driving me a little bit crazy because I think they're they're all wrong. But um, wrong. so Commodore O. Yes. Like the sunglasses and big ears stood out to me. She's, yes. The sunglasses stood out. I'm like, what is this? But what, she's Vulcan. What? Oh, she's not Reman, no. is she? Wait, what race is she? Vulcan. She appears Vulcan. 
Vulcan is like a desert planet that has brighter suns. Why is she wearing sunglasses on Earth, which is dimmer than Vulcan? Remans have because a sensitivity Because security guards wear sunglasses, and she's the head of she's the she's king head of, of the security guards. She's not a security guard. She's the head of intelligence. Yeah, but she's basically the, the queen of the security guards. Wait, wait. Yeah, okay. but she's Vulcan, where she's pretending to be a Vulcan. Why is she wearing sunglasses she's on obviously Earth? Obviously, pretending to be Vulcan. That, that's like. Because if you want to look intimidating, you wear big ass sunglasses. But it's b- with like cat ear sunglasses or cat eye sunglasses. Yeah. So yeah, I listened to this argument about oh, yeah, like yeah, where on. there are people that were insisting that she was definitely Vulcan. She she may be a Vulcan who's working with the Romulans, but she's a Vulcan. And the core of their argument came from like on her desk, she had the little Idic symbol, the Vulcan mm-hmm. yeah. uh, symbol on there, and therefore that solves she solves it <laughs> right because <laughs> because like yeah, if you're pretending to be a Vulcan, you would never think of putting that there. Yeah. But and and one thing that just to add to the conspiracy theory that I thought was just fascinating that I found out just moments before the show that uh, if you go to the uh, the memory alpha and mm-hmm. read about her. It describes her as being a Vulcan, and it doesn't. It does say that she was involved well, in a Talshiar case conspiracy. Case closed, Dan. Ah, but if you Google it, if you Google <laughs> Commodore O blogs and you look and you look at the Google snippet for Memory Alpha, it says O was a 24th century Romulan operative of the Zot Vash. Now, when you actually go to the site. It doesn't say that she's Romulan. So apparently that was up there and taken down, but I've got the snapshot of the Google oh, summary. Did you take a picture of that? I sure as hell did. Oh, hell yeah. That's going hell, on the Orville hell, Roddenberry's Facebook page. Yes. In, in the words of F8, hell yeah. <laughs> Do you get Wait, it? No. No. <laughs> okay. I, I'm still stuck on the whole sunglasses. Me thing. too. They were very, very conspicuous. Very, very conspicuous, especially doubly for a Vulcan. Yeah. On Star, okay. on Star Trek Enterprise. That was pretty Vulcan weird. You're Alex Kurtzman. You're writing a scene in your show where a fucking person walks up to interrogate someone else. Is that person going to wear sunglasses? The answer, if you'd guessed by now, is fucking yes. <laughs> I... I don't think he. I dare it. say this was the Starbucks cup coffee of, it. of the Game of Thrones, of Star Trek Picard. This is the what? The, the, the Star Cup, the Starbucks <laughs> coffee cup. Starbucks it was entirely <laughs> accidental. They forgot to take they the sunglasses to, off. They forgot to take it out in post. They had yeah. like a long sustained bus shot of like just her face and shoulders with the, the sunglasses and sitting the big there. Ears. And they, no one picked up on it. What if they're filming the scene and then uh, it took a little bit longer than they thought it would. So by the time they're filming it, the sun was in her face. So they, they uh, okay, we'll just give her a pair of sunglasses. And that was the only pair they had on set was these comically large on if, Star Trek Enterprise. What if they're on tight schedule? They ran out of like makeup or some sort of effects fuck up happened or she had an allergic reaction. Like, here, wear these. She just, yeah. just found out she's allergic to latex. Vulcans have an inner eyelid to protect them against bright lights. Yeah. They don't they have built in sunglasses. Yeah. And they also only need to drink water once every like three weeks or something stupid like that. A long time. That was on Star Trek Enterprise whenever the captain and the chief engineer and T'Pol were stuck on a desert planet. She was like, no, I'm good. You guys you have trip. water. Yeah, trip. they can, they can Connor go. Connor Trenier. Uh, you know, they, they, they don't need to drink. They can go on a long road <laughs> to get from there to here without any water on Vulcan. They're basically camels. <laughs> so Star Trek, the Star Trek 4 movie we mentioned earlier, um, there's someone new running it. It's 
it's not going to be whatever a whole new helmsman again right and i heard it's going to feature new characters yeah new which might be a whole like he's he's, it's up in the air whether or not the old cast is returning or not so this won't be like the enterprise enterprise necessarily he might take it in a whole new direction so what if it's like a discovery um, and this is not the tarantino movie movie i was about to say tarantino this isn't tarantino he's the only person i have any hope for to make star trek great again i'm so sorry yeah Quentin Tarantino, you're our only hope. <laughs> oh no! Pulp Fiction, Star Trek, space. I, I just, I can't even, I can't even imagine it. I can't even imagine it. <laughs> I know, but I neither can I. But I want to see it. Uh, yeah, no, I want to see it 100. percent just, yeah. I, I'm trying to like imagine it in my head, and what, I just can't. What was it that JJ said to Quentin Tarantino talking about the Calvin universe? He I said, "You're just, out of your Vulcan mind." No, I think he's just straight up said like you don't have to care about the like the timeline. Nobody nobody likes the Kelvin universe stuff. Just do whatever you want or something along the lines of that. Yeah. I, even I don't understand. Like it's stupid. Just do yeah. your own thing. I, at the top right of my paper, I wrote unlitigated disaster. <laughs> that was unmitigated disaster. Unmitigated? Yeah. Oh, um, well, it <laughs> well could be. unlitigated because because Picard doesn't check with lawyers before he checks to see if he needs to do the right thing. Oh yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, it's an unlitigated disaster. Be, that should true. be the episode unlitigated. <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah that'll be the name of this episode. Absolutely no litigation in this disaster. <laughs> We got off scot-free. Especially since uh, CBS, Viacom, Paramount, and Showtime are creating a new... They're uh, melding together to create a new online streaming platform. So there will be no litigation between the, the different platforms now. You know what a real-life example I've seen of an unlitigated disaster is? Is that a friend who had a parking kerfuffle with another car. Both cars, like, not damaged, but clearly is cosmetic fuck-up, right? And um, my friend was definitely in the wrong in this situation. But the person whose car they damaged, like, they were on a learner's permit and didn't have a licensed driver with them. Their license, like, um, the back sticker was uh, expired. The registration. There was, like, two or three or four, like, huge glaring, oh, man, I can't call the police about this. (laughs) They tried to use intimidation stuff, but, like, once it got looked into, it's like, okay, whatever. They're like, no, we got this like fade paint job. It's really expensive to fix and all that stuff. And my friends, oh my God, what's going to happen? No, that was an unlitigated disaster. There's a disaster, <laughs> no litigation. Yep. That's good. So, Maddox. Are we going to see Maddox in this? We're going to yes. see Mad Dox, the internet pirate. Or will it be... Uh, he'll the, be dead or something. What if he's dead? Yeah, are we going to be like two steps behind him every time? Yeah. Yes. I, I don't think... The actor... Nothing's showing up about the actor being in it. Well, they, he could be in season two. Remember, this show, so, for some reason, has multiple seasons and isn't a miniseries. It, yeah, and apparently, actually, they're saying now that um, well, it, it sounds kind of like uh, season three may already be greenlit, and they may film season two and three together. What were you saying, Connor? It might, it's kind of a mini series because it's <laughs> 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 wow. <laughs> you're gonna have a mini concussion if you keep it up there's oh a, yeah there's eight episodes a season speaking of mini concussions i had when i fucking saw the ship design that shit was fucking wipe out for the goddamn ps1 that shit was angular as fuck that was a futuristic sports it was car. very f-zero I, I don't like the outside of the ship but like it inside. looks cool it looks really cool but it does not look star trek at all it looks mass effect as fuck yeah. it's not starfleet that's the take home yeah 
Except for the inside. Uh, unlike their pi- captain. The yeah. captain is smells Starfleet. He keeps the ship clean and up to code, the code of Starfleet. That's so we know he's not roguish. He's a good boy at heart. Well, yeah. that was just a speech given by Picard to motivate him, so we don't know if that's actually true. $100 on this bet. Those emergency holograms he has all look like him. They're going to be used to like, so he evades attack. Like the, oh. he's going to use them as a stand-in against like people yeah. wanting to shoot. Him. I yeah. think he's going to have an emergency medical hologram. He's going to have an emergency tactical hologram. He's got an emergency <laughs> security hologram. We've already seen medical and navigation. It's like when you're playing Pulsar Lost Colony. Command. The, the default AIs on each station are there. They have an emergency yeah. command hologram yeah, yeah, yeah. too on Voyager. I like it. Did you, did you wish for a moment inside your heart of hearts? That they had Robert Picardo, but like CG young Robert Picardo, so it had like Uncanny Valley and weirdly shiny. No. And non-HD. Yeah. That would no. be funny. But if, if they pull it off to where it's intentionally done, like the blue holograms in Star Wars. We, we would where, hate it. We would have hated it. Yeah, we would have. But the, guess what? We hate every fucking thing else in this show. We would have been like, how come the holograms are photorealistic in Voyager? Wait, I don't hate everything in this show. I like this Not show. Everything this is a good show, dude. I like, like this I was show. thinking about Discovery when we were talking about it. <laughs> what was <laughs> episodes sir i like discovery too well how how'd you think of the last two episodes of what? picard i like discovery Listen, boring the, overall the pacing is slow <laughs> but it is taking <laughs> the necessary attacked. steps <laughs> of attacked. uh i'm being attacked by having to listen to you dan you guys you like discovery so i like discovery season two it inspired us to make this podcast <laughs> <laughs> you know what inspired us to make this podcast it wasn't our love for discovery <laughs> of course it was it was our loathing for Discovery. We, we were all standing and like the big finale scene of the two first two part came on and we were in tears and we were holding hands. We we're squeezing it. Guys, we have to talk to the world about this. <laughs> the only reason why I'm, re- I'm waiting for Discovery season three is because it's done doing damage to the known Star Trek timeline and it has completely... The primed Star Trek timeline is what he meant by that. <laughs> the Ever Kelvin since- Show timeline. <laughs> 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 it is completely free to fuck up every and anything it wants in its own little corner. The short version of that is I cannot wait to see what they do with this time jump. Right. right. Honestly, like... Fucking... I hope it's good. Discovery was kind of like, eh. And then that whole Mirror Universe arc happened and I just... Ever since that point, I I started liking the show. Yeah. And like season two was ultimately a letdown, but the first half of season two, I I genuinely was really liking. And then... The Blast Door and the Enterprise. Yeah, oh, yeah, was, there, there, the there were bad too. <laughs> like, there, there were bad bits. Yeah, there, there was there definitely bad bits. Bad bits. Oh, oh, yeah. Mostly, again, mostly the last half of season two because I thought it was like going somewhere and it was just a giant. Let's kind of... look at Star Trek, the original series. There were bad bits. Oh, let's yeah. look at Star yeah. Trek, the next generation. There were yeah. bad bits. I mean, Deep Space and, like, Nine. Voyager, a lot of entirely bad bits. a bad bit. So. Yeah, you know, you know, you can forgive a lot of like premiere episodes of Star Trek series for being mm-hmm. a little bit weak and a little bit off. The first season of the original the, series start at season two, yeah. start season two and finish on season two. Yeah, exactly. And then the next generation start whenever he gets the beard. But but wait, but but don't you want to see the season premiere of the third season of the original Star Trek series? Wait, that's that that wait Spock's brain. Connor, you're gonna leave out Spock. Connor, did you just did you just recommend people skip Encounter at Farpoint parts one and two? Yes. You, how are they gonna know who Q is? <laughs> now yeah, they they're gonna be like, like they're gonna see him. They're gonna be like Q who? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, damn it! That's good. That's Thanks. good. Hey, talking about Thanks. discovery, <laughs> did you did you catch the discovery uh, reference on this episode of Picard? Was it all the lens flares? 
Well, no. and the bastardization of the Star Trek universe. Because yeah, I caught those bastardization guys. We're yeah. talking positively of Enterprise. When uh, Doctor Gerard Gerardi talking positively of, I remember hating Deep Space Nine and Voyager, and Enterprise, and we're hating this one. But we're gonna yeah. love it. I yeah. we're gonna love Discovery. I'm gonna like Picard. <laughs> I like Discovery. <laughs> when uh, when Gerardi was uh, when Commodore o came to talk to her and she was like listening to her music with her little headphones in. How mad are you that it wasn't Beastie Boys? <laughs> how mad is JJ that it wasn't Beastie Boys? How mad's Connor that it wasn't Beastie Boys? <laughs> I'm, I'm mad do, do you know what? It would have is... supported his hypothesis. I, w- I would have to pay for drywall. <laughs> do you know what sort of? <laughs> hey, but you yeah, yeah. do you know what sort of sick shit she was listening to? What was she listening to? I don't remember. Because this, I mean, this is this is pretty intense stuff. When you get the whole story on it, it was Cassilian opera. That was what Doctor. Uh, Kolber was listening to when he first met Stamets in Discovery. And you know how Sam, Stamets didn't like going to the opera, but uh, Kolber always wanted him to go and enjoy yeah. that. It was Cassilian Opera, and it was an aria that he was playing in the uh, first episode of season two. They, they showed him playing it. It was the same music that she was listening to, and that's the stuff that the uh, the Cassilian Opera, and he talked about wanting to go see, see one of the performances or having gone to see a performance, and the story in that is that they have the, uh, the singers trained their whole life for a single performance and the prima donna that's singing the opera when she hits the final high note at the climax of the piece she takes a knife and stabs it into her heart and kills herself so, so connor that is what Gerardi like hell of a climax that is what 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 she is into listening to she's listening to the musical equivalent of snuff porn basically yeah <laughs> yeah just want to put that out there that's crazy <laughs> the musical wow. equivalent of high art snuff porn. Wow. This is what you, this is. Wow. What, that, that explains what, Yo, you, this explains is what, what she was doing with a gun later. Yeah, this is what it takes to sell tickets in a post-scarcity economy. <laughs> yeah, speaking about that fight, she Artificial came, scarcity. Hold on, Connor. Her listening to that connects Picard to um, Discovery. Yeah, because they're in the same universe. The oh, Kelvin okay. show Which universe. connects Discovery to the next generation. I don't know. Yeah. Yes, I don't know. Picard isn't related to the next generation. He's related to the Kelvin Universe Next Generation and the original Prime. <laughs> the next Kelvin generation. Universe Next Generation. Yeah. So, so is the Enterprise what? is the Enterprise D from the Next Generation TV show part of the Kelvinverse? I know so what wait, you're talking. I can see wait. two steps ahead where you're leading me, Dan. So you're why tell me was that the Enterprise A different in the Starfleet room? You're going to tell me that TNG happened exactly the same in the tell JJ you a, room. I'm not going to tell you universe. a goddamn thing, Evan. Right down to the very small details and the flutes and the datas. Dan, why was the Enterprise A different? <sighs> They're just using the model they already had. Why do you think that was the Enterprise? Yes. They showed the Enterprise A. They showed the Enterprise D. Why did you think it was the Enterprise A? I thought a? that was the Yamato. You thought? Yeah, I thought they. I thought they were. That was a com- commemoration to the uh, USS Yamato that was destroyed in the episode uh, "The Naked Now." Um, you know, is another galaxy class ship. The Naked Now. Uh, what? <laughs> I, I'm just pulling another galaxy class ship out of my ass that I know was destroyed and lost with all hands. So the I can USS say, Galaxy. Well, well, but but well, the Yamato. Well, yeah. whatever. It was in the naked now. Yeah. It was destroyed anyway. Did they name the, the galaxy class that was destroyed by the Dominion on DS9? Y- yeah, it was the. 
it, so was it not the not a yes I think they did but I can't remember the name of it I think it started with a no damn why did we have you on this podcast I keep wanting to say, the, right. wanting to say the Orville but that's <laughs> <laughs> remember like the, the, Millennium, the Millennium Falcon is canon the Star Trek I did see it on Orion? First Contact the Orion Syndicate yeah no no it's not called the USS Orion Syndicate <laughs> that'd be great you stupid that fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh man this they is the USS Romulan Federation ship our, our, Romulan new, our new ship the USS Klingon Empire <laughs> that's in Star USS Trek Online IKS. What happened? that's in Star Trek Online the new ship design it's the, the USS Kittimer. Klingon Empire it's the Odyssey uh, oh, Odyssey name. class? no the Galaxy class Odyssey was the name of it the USS, the USS Odyssey. Odyssey class galaxy <laughs> <laughs> the USS Mario Galaxy class ship. Okay, okay. Not Mario, not Mario Odyssey class. Mario Galaxy class. <laughs> so, how old do you think that bottle of wine was that Picard brought? He said sixty-three, eighty-six. She said, "Was that the eighty-six oh. vintage?" Nineteen eighty-six. Yeah, which eighty-six? Sixteen eighty-six. Twenty-four eighty-six. Twenty-three. What year does Picard take place? Uh, twenty-three ninety-nine. Oh, it, then could it, be, just... it could be from 13 years ago. Yeah, except that Oh, scene... wait. 13 years ago. Wasn't that when the flashback happened when he resigned? No, yeah, 14. That was 15 years ago. Oh, 14 okay. years ago. Oh, no, no. 13, no, no, no. I'm sorry. It was 2285. That, yeah, that 14 years ago. You're okay. right. Yeah, it was 2285 is when the flashback happened. So either it wouldn't really make that much sense if it was one year later than that because it didn't sound like he'd been sharing any wine with her at that point in time. Mm -hmm. So I guess it had to be at least 101 years, you know, it had to be over 100 years old, 114. Anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Do you think that they would have had different, like a non-family running their vineyard while they were all dying in generations? (laughs) Well, that would have been... (laughs) From the same syndrome? The fire? No, the, the, the <laughs> no. Fire that's syndrome. not how they died in, in okay. Next Generation. They died in fire. The fire syndrome. Yeah, it's the a fire, fire. Ca- I mean, the, you know, Gal Dukat killed them. They they were they were in time. They were in time was the fire that you know time is the fire that Picard burns in, <laughs> but the chateau is the fire that the rest of his family burned in. That was oh, from okay. generations, right? Generations. Was the guy's name Doctor Soren? Doctor Soren was the one who's told Picard that. Time is the fire that they're burning in. Time is the fire that we all burn in. And then the clock scene with the reflection. You said there were flames in that, right? Yeah, it's Picard is actually standing by the fireplace looking at the fire. And you see his reflection of him and the fire in the clock face. Which, you know, seems to be kind of a little bit of a call call out to that. Time is the fire we all burn in. Sorry, I don't want to ruin this very important tangent about Star Trek <laughs> Generations, but what is are those fucking wine bottles made out of? Because at one point, one of the Romulan butler knocks out one of the Romulan invaders with a fucking wine bottle through like their tactical military helmet. I've got this. See, Romulans um, are offshoots of Vulcans, and Vulcans have superhuman strength, extraordinarily strong. Um, there's an episode of the original series where um, Spock had an emotional reaction, slammed his hands down on the computer, and flattened it. Mm. So keep that in mind that Romulans are very strong. Two, it's not glass. They're beyond glass. Their silica has run dry. Earth has none left. Literally none. It's, they can't it 3D is, print glass. It's transparent aluminum. 
Oh, wait, you four. can't. Wait. Oh, damn. Are that, you, you can't replicate yeah. glass? No, I'm joking. They have sand. Oh, okay. <laughs> Silica <laughs> is sand. The Earth didn't yeah. run out of sand in Star um, Trek. They shit. showed plenty of it, it in the episode. It's kind of running out of sand nowadays. Yeah, yeah. They're using it to make concrete. We don't have replicators. Like, yeah. But um, but, but, but f- part they're four. They're using it. Are they running out of it? The helmet is not bottle rated. So, <laughs> but wait, wait, if, if, it's not if against Vulcans have superhuman strength, then doesn't that mean if a Vulcan punch another Vulcan, it would just be like a normal punch and it wouldn't be like a super Vulcan punch to them? I don't know. Like, yeah, like if they so, punch a human, it would probably fuck them up. But aren't oh, Vulcans yeah, no, super, they're super strength. So basically, it'd be you've like got if, a, if a normal helmet, punch another one. You've got a normal helmet that is going to obviously fail at protecting somebody with super strength, hitting them with a wine bottle. Yeah, but they have a It was a Vulcan that hit oh, them with a wine bottle or Romulan. I, yeah. The it, helmet would have to be of a Vulcan bloodline. Yeah, that okay. was some Romulan on Romulan violence. And it was yeah. a human helmet. Human yeah. standard helmet. Yeah, so they would blend <laughs> in on Earth. Yeah. yeah. They, so looked, they a, looked very blended in, by the way, with their yeah. all-black tactical suits and Romulan disruptors. It must be great to be makeup for that. You just go in normal. You're wearing a motorcycle helmet. You don't need to wear makeup until you get knocked out and tied to a chair, and then you're in for four hours. That's true. Also, apparently, if you're a uh, Romulan and you get Borg, you become a super oracle that can't talk to normal people because you go crazy. I, we don't robot know yet. We don't powers. know yet. I think they were also it was they were all from the same ship. They said. Well, they also said they're the only Romulan Borg. From that cube. From that cube, yeah. Oh, okay. And they, they were all from the same ship that was assimilated, and it was the last ship that the cube had assimilated. So right. they kind of implied that Borging the Romulans broke the Borg matrix on that cube or something. That would be interesting. Oh, yeah. I, I don't, what if they mind-melded, and that fucked with the collective connection? Oh, what if... You know how the they were saying with the... What if, name of her fucking the, podcast. The <laughs> Zot, Zot Vosh or whatever it is. Remember they said there was a thing about, like, that it was a secret that was so, like, dark yeah. that it would break your mind to oh know? What if that What if that Romulan that got assimilated by the Borg was Zot Vosh, and what if it was... Like actually learning that secret. What if the secret was that unsolvable, like the paradox that they sent with Hugh? Oh, yeah. That would be stupid. Yeah, that would be stupid. What if the secret that all Borg know is that the Romulans created the Borg, and as soon as the other Romulans learn about it, they get paranoid schizophrenia? They. It's not necessarily what paranoid schizophrenia looks like, but yeah, yeah. Romulan with paranoid schizophrenia. Then so, unknown. Yeah. Well, actually, well, Space or what if what if yeah. it's actually just that, that if sh- say that one was uh, Zotvash or wh- I, I, whatever it, whatever it is that is so like determined to like hate synthetic uh, loathing of synthetics, all of this, and they get assimilated by the Borg. And like those thoughts or then, you, you know, if it's something, if it's even something powerful enough to do that. I, I'm just wondering if they're somehow going to tie in her, what she was. It's interesting that they, that was like the last one that was assimilated prior to the ship being disconnected from the collective. That actually seems like it's got something to it. I hope you're right. And I hope it, you're unintentionally right. Yeah, me too. I'm really intrigued by the seeds they're dropping us, but I know they're going to drag it out through the whole season. Ten yeah. episode season, I think, right? Yeah. It, I thought it was eight. No, it's ten. I think it's, it's going to end on a cliffhanger. Oh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Of course they have is. two more seasons planned. Yeah. And that's how they got season two planned is by having a big cliffhanger at the end. Yeah. 
I didn't like this episode, but I feel like it's the last of the rising action. We have one more well, gathering. One more. Hope. Yeah, we're gathering the crew together. Yeah, we have one more gathering up allies episode at least. With the tactical assault team that tried to kill Picard on this episode, that means that he's burnt his bridges on Earth, right? Yeah. I felt that way, but they never said it that way. And they confirmed to go meet up with Riker. <sighs> Do you think that they're on Bajor? Oh, shit. No. Uh, or Ryza. That's what I was going to say. It's going to be Ryza. <laughs> <Ryza. laughs> they've shown Bajor, I think. Wait, Bajor. No, they've shown... You didn't say Beta, Beta Z. Zed. You said Bajor. Did Bajor. You Beta I meant Zed? Beta Z. Yeah, Beta, Beta Z. They've shown Beta Z and it didn't look like that. But then again, it was like late 80s, early 90s and they showed it. So they might reinvent it. I don't know. It looked... I felt like it was Earth. It could have been yeah, Earth. Yeah, it looked like Earth. They showed him back in his chateau also. So maybe he returns for some reason to Earth. Oh, yeah, because some of the scenes where they show uh, Seven of Nine in the previews yeah. look like it takes place in the chateau. Yeah, like at his house. So they must go to find Maddox. He's not there. He returns for some reason. They get the Romulan samurai next episode. Maybe. And then, well, I mean, it literally said next episode. I had the samurai guy, the samurai Jack. And you believed Romulan. them. Wait, is he Romulan or Vulcan? We don't know, but probably Romulan. What I if he's a Rom- he's Romulan? Romulan? He has different forehead ridge, right? So that he... Yeah, I think he's Romulan. No, yeah, the Romulan, because there's the signs, Romulans only. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He might be a cool Romulan, like, alt-religion, where, like, he's kind of Vulcan in his following, but is Romulan. Maybe. Yeah, no, that, that could That's be. possible. I mean, that or maybe was... the sign Romulans only was because there's also Vulcans there, and they want to keep the Vulcans out of the Romulan only areas. Oh. I mean, they kind of isn't the split between the Romulans and Vulcans go back to the the uh, creation uh, of the Borg, teaching them uh, the following so. the logic, and there were groups that didn't want to, and eventually those are, they fought their war, the time of the awakening, and then those are the ones that eventually fled the planet. Yeah, and they uh, landed on Plymouth Rock right. to escape religious persecution. Yes, Plymouth Rock being Remus. <laughs> Remy. <laughs> and, uh, Romulus or Remus? Probably Romulus, right? Yeah. I like how, like, hey, when you said on New Planet, oh, this one has a really weird twin. This, I mean, let's just go for it, whatever. Hey, you know, twice the chance. So next episode, they get the Romulan with the samurai sword. And Elnor. I think uh, Jerry Ryan... Don't get Ryan. confused with Elrond. Elrond Hubbard? No, no. Elrond Stop is... Stop making that joke. Elrond the elf from Elrond Lord of the Rings. Elrond is the elf from Lord of the Rings. Elnor is the Romulan that looks just like Elrond the elf from Lord of the Rings. They look very close. Jerry Ryan yeah. has signed up for five episodes. Oh, I thought you were going to say other seasons. seasons. I'm like, oh, she's not going to die. And that was one of my predictions. She's will die. five episodes of this season. And then I think Jonathan Frakes is around five or four, which seems to be a lot. For directing him. or acting? Yeah, they didn't say. Yeah, I bet he's going to be directing more than acting. I hope. Yeah, I, th- I, I hope. Yeah, I hope. We're three episodes into the first season, so this is a totally invalid complaint. But this show doesn't feel very lethal. The good guys all seem very safe, and all the bad guys are literally faceless thugs. And and the only important person who has died has a completely identical twin. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely the. Oh, you're really stretching the term important. (laughs) (laughs) Romulans. Named. Okay. How about named? The Dosh Vash or whatever 
were in Picard's house. They laid hands on Picard and they chose to throw him across the table rather than stab him or shoot him. They banged his head a little. Again, why didn't they beam him out? Didn't they try to shoot him? Yeah, they tried. But yeah, why don't they forcefully transport people? Yeah, why don't well, they... because then how are you going to oh. have your Power Rangers house Wait. defense scene where people keep on grabbing guns underneath pieces of furniture? If, if you just kill because Picard that's been a, a staple in Star Trek. Transporters yeah. have been weird because why don't you just transport people out of their ships? So okay, maybe this is a defensive thing. I'm like, okay, maybe they didn't beam them out because they didn't want like a traceable transporter signature, but they beamed into um, Dodge's apartment, yeah. and then they wiped it with that Romulan forensic. Tool. I don't know. It's always been weird. Why are they using a transporter room? They, they have at times. I don't think this is. I think I'm really stretching it to try to give them an excuse for the you know. The, the the crappy writing at this point but they have at times made it where I, I i would say that more often than not if there was a problem with the transporter it was transporting somebody out of an area they could oftentimes transport someone in even when they couldn't transport them back out that sounds like a coincidence but yeah well i think it's actually more of a plot device because that let them get somebody into a situation where they couldn't get them out of it it's pretty good in the past, yeah, yeah. but it sort of fits in with. And they don't have era. the trollic pattern enhancers yet. <laughs> On, oh yeah, yeah. It started with them saying the security system is down, or like they bypass it somehow. Yeah. The two butlers. Did they? Yeah. I didn't notice yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, that was the first thing. As soon as like, as soon as he like phasers started yeah. getting shot around in the chateau, they said something about that they've. They've broken the security system or yeah something. Bypass so if you can, it. yeah, you can bypass the security system. You should be able to bypass transporter like patterns. I had thought he dropped something. I thought he dropped yeah, a gun out of the dropped. bag and it went off. And then everyone <laughs> reacted as if some third party happened. I'm like, whoa, what? That was perceptive. He dropped a plum. Was the thing is he fumbled it and the shot narrowly missed yeah. him? Okay. Yeah. That's the cliche thing. I didn't notice it happened though. Yeah. I, I didn't like it on the second time I watched it either. I didn't like it on the first time. So while we're talking about things that we don't like, that's our show. One, no, wait, 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 wait. No, 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 we're going to fight. No, I was just going to say the w- one thing I did not like at the, at the end of it is discovery. It's that they, when Picard does his engage, they show, uh, Dr. Gerardi. Like kind of like giggling, like oh, it's like exciting. I got to see Picard say "engage." She like was clearly doing that to like it's be us. one of the fans. It's us, yeah. But the viewer like, self-insert. She was it, Tilly for a second. It really didn't oh, make shit, much man. sense because, like, I mean, would it really? Would that really be a thing that people would know about Picard in that universe that he likes uh, to say "engage"? The captain Maybe. of the ship said, "I've read your books and I've read books about you" or something like that. Oh God, his well, book. The, she, probably the fucking name of his book is "Engage." Well, she was or, also. He probably wrote two books: "Engage" and "Make It So." She was also a <laughs> huge fan it. of synths and data and shit. And didn't Data like record his? Uh, yeah, sessions he, yeah, on okay. The, yeah, he sent yeah. all of and, his. And she also worked under Maddox, right? At yeah. the Daystrom. So she would know Dan. Dumb fuck. Okay, I'm a dumb fuck disengage 